of Storian with Beansquatch. I am Beansquatch. I will be spinning yarns, hopefully for your enjoyment. In reality, I just want a chance to talk to myself without all the weird looks. And if you decide to eavesdrop, more to the good. The first story that I'm going to tell you is called The King the Thunder King of Crawdad County. Now this is a story that I will be making up as I go along, hopefully without too many edits within this program. Wilson Garand. Been born with the... can't really call it amazing, but with the ability to create thunderous sounds out of thin air like the sound of thunder claps. He had started life, like most people do, being born to a mother and a father, but the first time he ever cried, he gave his father a heart attack, which wasn't the most auspicious of uh, starts. So his mom decided that the only way that she was going to survive would be to give him up for adoption. Now, Wilson grew up in an orphanage. He was put there. He was told that uh, he must be very quiet because if he wasn't, the likelihood was that he would kill someone else. He was told this repeatedly throughout his life. And the people at the orphanage made sure that he knew that he had caused his father's death. Uh, as he grew older, he discovered his latent ability and he learned to control it more or less. It would arise whenever he was upset or just in a... Uh, ornery mood. His life went on for 18 years until he finally was never adopted and he struck out on his own. Now, he decided that the best use of his talent would be to join a traveling circus. Now, this was back in the days whenever you could still be part of a traveling circus and be able to find a family in, in that uh, profession. He joined with the Yarganigan Brothers Traveling Show. He started as a talker on the 
carnival itself. Trying to get people to come in and buy tickets, and that's where they put him. Because he wasn't a bad-looking young man, but he was odd. Even for circus folk, he was a bit strange. He would stand on the bali and yell at the passers-by. Come one, come all. Come see the strange. Come see the freaks. Come see the weird. Only a quarter will get you in to see all the different shapes and sizes that we have available for you to gawk and stare at. Now, his approach was not the most reliable, but some people liked being antagonized. And whenever that failed to attract them, he would create low-grade thunderclaps to sort of shock them into staring at his at, at the carnival. <clears throat> and he would stand there and, Come one, come all. Come see the freaks of nature. Come see the seal boy and the bearded woman. Come see the eight-foot-five giant from Lithuania. And whenever people kept walking by, he would let loose with a thunderclap. Boom! It would say. And people would jump and stare and wonder what that was. It'd say, yes, friends. That is a voice from on high telling you that you should come and see this show. It might just change your life. And that would normally get them. These were some God-fearing folk. They would come in and after... And they would come through and they would see the various performers, and they would see the human oddities, and the three-headed cows, and they would see all these different sorts of people and things. They would see the jugglers, and the fire eaters, and they would be, yeah, amused. And then one day, Wilson was standing out doing his shtick whenever one of the brothers came to him and said, Wilson, we noticed that you do a peculiar thing to get these people's attention. And we were wondering if you could do that on command. And Wilson looked at him, arced his eyebrow. Boom! And the brother jumped, and Wilson said, Yeah, I can do it on command. I'm, I'm a virtuoso at loud noises, as it were. Brother said, Well, we want to give you your own act. And we're going to call you... The brother grumbled to himself. Well, we don't really know what to call you. And Wilson, with a 
Sly Smile says, I got the perfect name. You should call me the Thunder King of Crawdad County. The brother looked at him and said, Why would we ever... Boom! Went the thunderclap. And the brother said, Yeah, okay. We could probably do that. Wilson said, I, I thought you would agree. So Wilson went on to get his own bit in the shows. He would come on stage and people would look at him. And he would wear a false beard that was long and white. And he would wear a robe and he would look like a modern day Zeus. And people would stare and gawk because obviously the beard was fake and the robe was just a bit much. Until the lights flashed and all of a sudden, boom, would go the thunderclap and Wilson would stand there smiling. He would say, Hail, hail the king of Crawdad County. I bring forth thunderous joy in uproarious times. I am the one that you adore. And the people would stare, and they didn't quite know what to make of Wilson, the Thunder King of Crawdad County. He was odd, not just because he wore the fake beard and the, the odd robe that no one in their right mind would wear. It was almost as if he believed it himself. It was almost as if he thought he were some kind of a god. And one day, while he was doing his shtick, while he was up on the stage, decrying the lowly mortals to come and see his amazing act, and throwing out his thunderclap, boom, he would allow, boom, and the people would stare, and boom, and then they would just kind of walk off. They had heard enough about him that they didn't really need to hear anymore. He had overstayed his welcome. And one of the brothers walked up and they said, well, Wilson, we're going to have to figure out something else for your show. Not that we don't like it, but there's just really not much there, is there? And Wilson stared at the brother. He said, I am the Thunder King. I can rain lightning upon you. I can explode your heart with my thunderous booms. And you dare to approach me in this manner. 
you dare come to me and tell me that I need to change my act. Do you... Can you even understand your peril? And the brothers stared at him and he said, You redneck, no-count son of a bitch. Do you really think you can scare me? Do you think I am frightened of you? Because I'm not. I, there's nothing that you can do outside of making some loud noises that makes me think anything of you more than, hey, this guy's worth a buck. And not even that. Your stock has fallen. That's why I'm here. And Wilson puffed up his chest, and there was a strangeness to the air. There was static. There was growling sound that came forth from the very air itself. And Wilson opened his mouth, and no sound came out nothing perceptible there was nothing he stood there 10 seconds went by 20 seconds went by and the brother suddenly eyes bulging clutched at his chest and said what are you And he fell over, and as he hit the ground, his chest blew out, sending viscera and all sorts of bits and pieces flying into the air. And he just looked shocked. He had never in a million years thought that Wilson, this scrawny, red-necked orphan, would have ever been able to do anything like this. Wilson stared down at the body at his feet. He knew what he had done. He created vibrations in this man's chest. He had created such strong subsonic vibrations that he had caused the man's insides to rupture and eventually explode. Wilson calmly turned and walked into his tent, laid down, and went to sleep. Early the next morning, he was awoken by a scream. He got up, walked outside, and there stood the giant, Boris. And the reason that Boris was screaming was that he was standing in what used to be one of the co-owners of this carnival. And Boris screamed again. He screamed and he screamed as he looked down. And Wilson looked around and saw all the people coming out of their tents. The fat ladies were there and the bearded ladies and the silly boys. 
The human skeletons and the dwarves all came running to see what Boris the giant was yelling about. Wilson looked around at the people gathering, and one of the fat ladies, Loretta, looked at Wilson and said, What happened here? What happened to Lawrence? Lawrence was the name of the uh, unfortunate brother that Boris was currently wearing as a shoe. Wilson looked at them all and he said, I, I am the Thunder King of Crawdad County. That means that you will work for me. I did this because I can. I am amazing. I choose who lives and who dies. And he looked at them all. In turn, he said, Are there any questions from any of you? Would you like to raise your concerns? Would you like to tell me I'm wrong? Perhaps. And the strong man came forward and said, Yeah, yeah, I have some problems with this. Uh, one, who the fuck are you? What makes you think that you're suddenly in charge? Because one, we need to go to the police. Because, look, there's a dead body on the ground. You may have missed it. You say you did this? You puny little piece of shit. You're nothing. The Thunder King of Crawdad County. Well, color me unimpressed. Because I don't know what you think you are capable of, but, and his eyes got huge, and a tremble went through his muscular frame, and he stared at Wilson. He stared, and as he began to turn, his eyes rolled down his cheeks, gray jelly poured from his sockets, and he tumbled to the ground. And the people turned and looked, and Wilson was standing there, his mouth opened slightly. He closed it. He said, any more questions? Concerns? No. Good. Get these things away from my tent. I am going back to sleep. Whenever I get up, we will discuss <laughs> and decide what we are going to do from here on out. Okay? Wilson's mother had been a dancing girl. He didn't know this about her, but she had been. She had been a dancing girl at one of the shows. One of the traveling shows, not the one that he currently worked at, but a traveling show. And after one of her shows one of her performances, she met a man, strange, strange man, exceedingly handsome, giant red beard, muscular, tall, and there was something about him, something so alluring that she couldn't help it. She never really went in for giving a little bit extra to the rubes, but in this case she did, and they laid in her tent 
after, and he chuckled, and he smiled, and there was a thunder, and there was a bolt of lightning, so bright it blinded Wilson's mother, and she looked around, and the man was gone, and she felt a quickening, and she thought to herself, fuck, I just screwed up. For she was a married woman, and her husband was, well, not an overly aggressive man, he was known to have something of a temper. So she went and she found him, and she acted like she had just met him, and she couldn't resist his body. Which was strange. He was actually one of the dwarves. And for the most part, she didn't seem all that interested in him. Most of the time. Not that he wasn't a good-looking man. He just... She was just kind of... Shallow. And that night, they made the most passionate, wonderful love that they had ever made. And nine months later... Young Wilson was born and let go the cry that stopped poor daddy's heart. The morning after, Wilson had killed one of the brothers and Ivan the strong man, which he always thought was a stupid name because Ivan was not Russian. He just thought it made him seem more intimidating. His real name was Clarence. Wilson got up humming softly to himself and he sang a little tune he said oh it's gonna be a wonderful day the sun is shining not a cloud in the sky and he chuckled and got dressed in his robe put on his fake beard and went forth to greet the day. Walked out of his tent, not a sign of Lawrence or Ivan, which was good. That's how he liked it. They were already listening to him. Sheep, he thought to himself. Easily led, easily scared, and he smirked and he walked to the mess tent. There sat all of his compatriots, and he looked from one to the other, said, So, are we ready to begin the day? Are we ready to get the show on the road? And he smiled at them all in turn, and they looked at him like he was a poisonous snake walking around in a stupid bathrobe and fake beard. And he just smiled said, well, friends, neighbors, freaks of nature, let's get to work. Let's make some money, because I have a conquest to perform. I will be the ruler of my own little nation, my own little country, because I'm the only one who could foreseeably do it. I am the Thunder King of Crawdad County. Boom! And they all jumped, 
said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, uh, we are on our way. The fat ladies even shuffled pretty quickly to their tents to get ready to start the day. He walked out to the front of the tent, to the front entrance of the carnival, and he started his spiel. He said, come one, come all. Come see the Thunder King of Crawdad County. Come see the seal boy who can swim like no other. Come see the mermaid in her unnatural habitat. Come see the woman that's the size of a small trailer and the trailer that's the size of a small woman. Come one, come all, come to the show, come see the dancing girls, and come see the frolicking dwarves, and come see the strong ma- oh. <laughs> no, never mind that last one. We really need to take down that banner. That afternoon, <clears throat> the police came. They came because they had been called about some horrendously loud noises and screams in the night. They said that they'd had several reports from people who lived around the fairgrounds and from at least one performer that there had been something of a ruckus the night before. And Wilson stood there and stared at these officers of the law. He stared at them. And he wondered to himself, should I kill them or should I let them leave? And you, if you were standing looking at Wilson, you would almost see the wills grinding. You would see him weighing what he considered the pros and cons of destroying these two policemen. And the policemen noticed that he was staring at them in a less than friendly manner. One of them looked at him and said, mm, nice get up there. What with the, was that terry cloth? The terry cloth robe there and big beard, huh? What the hell are you supposed to be? And Wilson opened his mouth and he said, I am the f- I and he breathed out and his face got red and he said I am the th and Wilson fell over and the police looked and said the police were thoroughly utterly amazed that this man had evidently just died and they looked around and None of the other performers seemed to be overly worried. None of the other performers were rushing to his side. No one was screaming. No one was yelling. But off in the distance, behind the fat ladies and behind the seals, stood a man with a large physique. A man who looked like he was more used to laughing than crying. A man with a huge red beard, a man that looked like he had lightning in his eyes, stood there with tears rolling down. He mumbled something about the sun, and then with a blinding flash 
and a thunderous boom he was gone and there lay the former thunder king of crawdad county and that is the end of that particular story I hope you enjoyed it not too much editing on my part aside from a few pauses that I felt like were a little too long but if you do enjoy it share it tell your friends family whoever but until next time I hope you have a wonderful tale Thank you.